Welcome to Ranting Politics, where we explore thematic topics shaping the world. On today's episode of You Need to Know, we'll be looking at a new federal rule that has been making headlines recently, but not nearly enough. It's the Biden administration's upside-down mortgage policy from the Federal Housing Finance Agency. We discuss the baffling redistribution of risk, lessons from the subprime mortgage crisis, and explain PMI insurance. We'll examine this, what we are calling, good credit, you pay more rule, and more. But before we get into it, please take out your phones and follow us on Twitter, at RantingRP, and press that like button on your podcast feed to help our distribution on this, for now, ad-free startup podcast. We are working hard to bring you insights free from agendas and commercial interests. Our new video studio is being built out now for our upcoming YouTube and Rumble shows, and the all-new RantingPolitics.com website. So what exactly is the good credit you pay more rule? Well, in a perplexing move reminiscent of the flawed policies that led to the 2008 subprime mortgage crisis, the Biden administration is introducing a new mortgage rule that forces home buyers with good credit scores to subsidize those with riskier credit ratings. Effective May 1st, the Federal Housing Finance Agency the FHFA, will implement new fees, causing borrowers with credit scores above 680 to pay approximately $40 more per month on a $400,000 home loan. Those making down payments of 20% will shoulder the highest fees, which will be used to lower fees for riskier borrowers. The policy amounts to the socialization of risk, flying in the face of rational economic models and promoting housing market dysfunction, while exposing taxpayers to the potential of increased default rates. The 20% down payment has historically been a financial discipline that encourages responsible home purchasing and ensures borrowers have a stake in the game. By contrast, the subprime mortgage market of the early 2000s, which played a significant role in the 2008 financial crisis, extended credit to borrowers who could not afford their loans or had poor credit histories. The widespread use of mortgage-backed securities and collateralized debt obligations amplified the impact of defaults, ultimately leading to a global financial meltdown and severe economic recession. FHFA Director Sandra Thompson defends the policy, claiming it will increase pricing support for purchased borrowers limited by income or by wealth. However, critics argue that selling houses to those who cannot afford them is a flawed approach. As demonstrated by the 2008 subprime loan collapse, furthermore, the rule could inadvertently harm existing homeowners in low-income neighborhoods, as the influx of high-risk borrowers may lead to declining property values in the event of defaults and repossessions. Progressives advocate for reducing the reliance on credit scores in mortgage lending, but these scores are designed to measure comparative risk. Risk-adjusted guaranteed fees have historically been employed to compensate the agency for loans with a higher likelihood of default. Maintaining a good credit score is not solely about income, as low-income borrowers can achieve good credit by consistently repaying debts, while high-income borrowers may have less impressive scores due to overspending, irregular payments, or mishandling credit card balances. Industry experts, lenders, and real estate agents are voicing their frustration with the policy, arguing that it punishes responsible homebuyers for their strong financial positions. 
Former head of the Mortgage Bankers Association and Federal Housing Administration Commissioner David Stevens has expressed concerns that the policy will create extreme confusion during the crucial spring home purchase season. He criticized the timing, saying it's almost offensive to the market, consumers and lenders, especially given the housing market is already grappling with the aftermath of Federal Reserve interest rate hikes that have doubled mortgage rates to over 6% since early 2022. So many of you may be asking, don't we already have a program that supposedly de-risks mortgages? Well, yes. And as we examine the current administration's policies and the potential risk they pose, it is essential to understand the role of private mortgage insurance, or PMI, in the home buying process. PMI is an insurance policy that protects lenders from potential losses if a borrower defaults on their mortgage loan. PMI is typically required by lenders when a borrower is unable to make a down payment of at least 20% of the home's purchase price. By obtaining PMI, lenders can approve loans with lower down payments, making home ownership more accessible for many borrowers. PMI serves as a safeguard for the lender, not the borrower. If a borrower defaults on the loan and the lender must foreclose on the property, the PMI coverage compensates the lender for the difference between the outstanding loan balance and the amount recovered from the sale of the property, up to the coverage limit. Borrowers are usually required to pay the PMI premiums, which can be paid upfront on a monthly basis or a combination of both. The cost of PMI varies depending on the size of the down payment and the loan, but it typically ranges from 0.3 to 1.5% of the original loan amount per year. Once the borrower has built up sufficient equity in their home, usually when the loan-to-value ratio reaches 78 to 80%, They can request to have the PMI removed. In some cases, the lender will automatically cancel the PMI when the mortgage balance reaches a certain threshold. However, borrowers should always check with their lender about the specific requirements for PMI cancellation. Here is our RP Quick Take for today's You Need to Know on the Good Credit, You Pay More rule. In the pursuit of housing equality, The Biden administration is advancing an inequitable policy that raises question about its long-term consequences and effectiveness. This upside-down mortgage policy, aimed at redistributing income, is baffling and concerning as it forces borrowers with good credit to subsidize higher-risk loans, running counter to rational economic models, and promoting housing market dysfunction. This policy may have unintended consequences, such as a repeat of the mistakes that led to the subprime mortgage crisis in 2008. In light of these criticisms and concerns, one must question the logic behind this policy decision and whether it will ultimately achieve its purported goals or simply generate more confusion and frustration for home buyers and lenders alike, helping to light the timbers of the next housing crisis. Please like and or follow us, Ranting Politics, on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or other podcast outlets. You can follow us on Twitter at RantingRP. As always, thank you for listening to this You Need to Know for Ranting Politics, April 24th, 2023. Until next time, take care and stay free.